Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And you can now go onto the speakingoftravel.net website and sign up for the new Speaking of Travel Travel Club. I'll be sending out newsletters with travel tips and pictures and it'll be interactive we're gonna have so much fun and really get to know each other on speaking of travel speaking of travel travel club that's speaking of net. and remember you can listen anywhere anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app well, you know, some of my best memories of vacations when I was a kid included taking that epic road trip with my parents. We'd get in the family car. Usually we had a Chevy Impala. That was kind of our our deal. And we'd head off for days on end and just go exploring new places and being together without any of those fights and drama that we usually had at home. Well, okay, that's a bit of a stretch, but come on, it was better than being at home with a drama, right? At least we were out somewhere else. A family road trip is such a great way to have fun and create really wonderful memories. And my guests today are here to tell us about how they made the road trip journey the adventure and why you should consider a road trip for your next family vacation. Well, maybe. We'll see what happens. With me today right here in the studio is Cindy Cindy, and Marley and Cass. And I'm going to let you say your last name. Kunst. Kunst. It's such a wonderful, mm, just rolls right off the lips, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here. And we're missing one family member. Yeah, Harmony. Harmony. Harmony and Marley. Yeah. I think I've got your number, you guys. <laughs> so, Cass, you and Cindy, you've been together a long time, right? Yeah, we, uh, we've been together about 25 years and took our first road trip uh, 21 years ago, I think. And it was an epic journey in my 67 Volkswagen. Covered about 10,000 miles in six weeks. And uh, it was she and I in a Beagle, and the Beagle complained least of all. Oh, no. <laughs> Cindy, come on. Oh, it was a great trip. And it was a road test, not just for the car, but for us. We were getting, just got engaged that summer, and uh, he wanted to sh- explore the country and show me off to all of the family he has all over the place. And we took off and stopped a lot fixing the car in the campsites, um, but managed to get it rolling again and again and again. So that was a VW Beetle? Yep. So one of those little uh, little baby cars. 1967 <laughs> bug. Oh, my god! No air conditioning and very few amenities. Um, Have to but. pull the front seat forward so you can get in the back and all cram in. Everybody would cram in, but at that time, you were just not even... Uh, yeah, it wasn't even a thought. Not yeah. even a thought. I yeah. mean, there was a beagle, for goodness sakes, <laughs> right? You had the baby. <laughs> and then we did it again when they were little, when, after the kids came along, um, yeah. but not in the Volkswagen. We were took my Honda Element, which is our 
kind of like an honorary Volkswagen. Well, that makes sense. They run well, too. Right. <laughs> so where did you guys grow up? I mean, Cass, where'd you grow up? Well, Arlington, Virginia, pretty much of my formative years. I was born in south of Dakota, so not quite a Yankee, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota, like that. Uh, but I spent 30 years in Arlington before we moved here. Uh, my wife, Cindy, was born in Arlington Hospital, and our kids were both born in Arlington Hospital. Wow. That says a lot. So when you were a kid growing up, did you did your folks travel? Did was, you get in the family car? It was over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house all the time, uh, summers and, uh, you know, for Christmas and holidays and that sort of thing. So, yeah, packing into the, a small-sized vehicle for a long duration was, was pretty uh, ingrained. And I don't know if it's genetic or not, but... Uh, the way I was brought up, you you have enough time once I get to the gas station to fill up the tank and yourself, and you need to time it just perfectly and get back in the car because no more stopping until we're out of gas. <laughs> I love it. I've heard that many times. No more stopping. Yeah. So what about you, Cindy? Did you grow up in the car? Oh, what yeah. Was your, yeah? Yeah. We would take uh, summer trips, of course, down to the Outer Banks a lot, and then we would also do what I would call like the land cruiser uh, in my grandmother's big station wagon um, out to Oklahoma to see her family every summer. And that would that was a three day roll and um, lots of Howard Johnson stops and and all that great stuff that, you know, you see on the highway and counting the billboards and counting cars with the red red cars versus blue cars and just uh Trying to pass the time. Yes, I, you know it's such a uh, it's such a part of Americana, uh, getting in the car with the family, going off. I mean, back in the day, it was really a very specific kind of demographic who could get in a plane or take a cruise. Absolutely. So everybody just kind of got in the car and and went. Some great memories, right? Yeah, mostly. Um, and I remember with with my sisters, there was always uh, there was always some sort of controversy. You know, you, you play games and get on each other's nerves without saying a word, and uh, the tension gets pretty thick sometimes. <laughs> a lot of poking, oh, or I'm, ripping. I'm not seat. touching. You. Yeah. You, you, your index finger is as close to that person's nose as it could be. Right. When we would take family vacations, um, like driving cross country. When I was little, we would take the element, and the element in the back seat where my sister and I would sit, um, you could pull the seat down, and then um, it would just fall back, and then the other person would just lean, like, just fly. So my sister liked to play that game where I'd be sleeping or something, she'd go, boom, and then I'd just be in the trunk Bam. all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. my God. That yeah. was really... Made you mad. <laughs> the classics endure. Classics. So, Marley, tell us a little about you. How old are you? I am 16. I turned 17 in about a month. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, this most recent trip that we took to California, we used my car. Uh, it's a Subaru Legacy 2002, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I paid for the car myself, uh, so that, but I mean, you know, I obviously had help from my father. Uh, for repairs, uh, not only on the trip, but um, like even now, like it's it's not a perfect car, but it's definitely, you know, I wouldn't ask for another one. Right. Well, this is where I would feel like I need to break out in song. 
I am 16. Going. <laughs> That's like the perfect right now. You are yeah. that girl, yeah. that woman, that young woman. Yeah, I guess so, so. Marley, tell me, how did you um, how did you buy this car? Working. Yeah. Um, I work at Papa John's. Um, when I'm not at school, I'm at work. And when I'm not at work, I'm at home studying. And when I'm not studying, I'm sleeping for an hour. And then I'm going up and getting back to school. So yeah. there's... You know, there's time and then there's not. But, I mean, you know, it's fine because I got what I needed, which was the car. And that's really what I needed most out of that job. And I'm still there, but um, it's what I got the job for originally. And uh, Yeah. And I'm glad that I was able to do it myself um, and, like, be able to pay for the car myself and uh, stuff like that. Because, I don't know, I feel like it's just... I feel more responsible for it, so um, I feel like if I do get in a wreck, I hope like hope to God I don't. But um, if I were to, um, I would take it upon myself to take any uh, like necessary steps to fix it and um, everything like that. And I would feel, I guess, a little less guilty if like my parents had bought the car for me. I would feel less guilty if I had wrecked it because. It's my car, and it's my responsibility to take to look after it and to take care of it. Absolutely. Well, I have a feeling the fruit don't fall too far from this tree, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it sounds like cars are, like, really a big part of what's going on in your lifestyle as well. Yeah. So when we come back from the break, let's pick up right there, because this is great. You know, not only... Uh, well, I want to go back and listen to your story of the two of you going across country, six weeks and a little... VW, that's a great story. And then how you came to want to do it again and again. And like you said, again. Okay. <laughs> Cindy and Marley and Cass, great to have you here in the studio Thanks, today. Thank you. This is so much fun. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. This football season, speaking of travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let 
me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been here in Asheville since 1979, and they know real estate. So if you're looking for a bungalow or a farm out in the country, you need to stop by their little bungalow right off of Charlotte Street, AppalachianRealty.com. So... Remember, go to speakingoftravel.net, sign up for the new Speaking of Travel Travel Club. Well, I am excited to have right here in my studio with Randy, Cindy, and Marley, and Cass Kunst. Kunst, yeah. Kunst, yeah. That's us. Easy That's him. Easy to say. So we've been talking about road tripping and how you all got started in those early days. And, you know, I grew up in D.C., so not too far from where you guys grew up. And, you know, for us, getting in the car, we'd go down to the – my dad was a big Civil War buff, and we'd go down to Gettysburg and some of these other Civil War places in the car and stop, and maybe my dad would pull out a a grill out of the back, right, and have – charcoal and sure. lighter fluid in the trunk of the car and we'd suddenly have a cookout <laughs> that sounds awesome. like a great afternoon on skyline drive exactly yeah so you were growing up you did your road trips and then you get together and it cast you want to take cindy your new wife were you married then no oh, we were no, engaged. just engaged i we met because um i worked in a volkswagen shop in arlington Volkswagen Porsche Audi parts and a little bit of service, and he bought a bug and decided to. He needed a lot of work. Oh, and, a lot of work, a lot of work, and I was a late bloomer too. Living in D.C. or Arlington, Virginia, we took the metro everywhere, so I really didn't need a car and didn't get a car until I was in my mid twenties. When I finally did, it was a beater fixer upper Volkswagen, and any Volkswagen enthusiast will tell you two things about the car. They'll tell you how much they paid for it, and. God, they wish they still had that car. Mm, and you still see them occasionally. I was at an event just recently, and there was one. I'll show you a picture. Just sitting there, and it just set the tone. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It just set the tone. So I've been through nine of them. I'm currently on my ninth Volkswagen Beetle. And this 67 <laughs> is the same car we took the road trip on in 96. Um, it's in my driveway right now. And I'm, unfortunately, it's got stage four cancer, and I'm trying to find somebody who will weld it back together. But um, What a love affair. Yes, it's, it's certainly a part of the family. It, we, it's a two-tone black and white. So um, it, it was my daily driver for years and years, and I never really got used to the stares I would get because it's black and white. It looks like the old car 54 or a saddle shoe, and we affectionately called it spats. And... So I'm stopped at a light, and I see someone staring at me, and I get a little chip on my shoulder thinking, what What are you looking at? And then I realize, oh, yeah, I'm in the clown car. That's what you're looking at. So, Wow. So what a great, like, uh, lineage. Yeah. <laughs> a Volkswagen lineage. So, Marley, what was it like for you when you were growing up? Did you just think, ah, oh, you know, we, we have cars, we take road trips, this is, like, just the way I grow up? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know— 
we it wasn't like every summer that we would go on a road trip. It certainly wasn't an annual thing. It was just kind of, hey, uh, your grandma's having a birthday and uh, your cousin's having a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? I don't really have a choice because I'm like 10. So let's You're go. You're coming with us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, let's go. And it was, you know, it was always fun. It, uh, I don't really remember ever having like a crazy bad time in the car. I remember there was one road trip. I think it was one of the first ones we took in the element where it was flooding on the interstate. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that right? Yeah. It was like raining crazy hard. And it just it, that's like all I remember from that road trip, though. Is we were that- the last ones through on the highway that night. They shut it. They'd shut it down for flooding right after we got through. Yeah. It was that in must Illinois. have been kind of sc- scary, too, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just remember, like, the water just coming, like, like all the, just, it wouldn't stop. So um, that's basically all I remember from it, though. So, I mean. It wasn't well, particularly harrowing, but, <laughs> yeah, they did shut the road down just behind us. Right behind you. Well, let's talk about Harmony for a minute, because she's not here with us. She sure. had to go to band camp. So how old is she? Harmony is 15. 14. Oh, 14 until next month, and she turns 15. Oh, so you had so you have a birthday coming up yes. in September. And, and so then, does she, yeah. And so does she. We're two years, 10 days, and exactly 12 hours apart. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the younger sister. Yes. And she's the one who's flipping the seat. And yes. Throwing you down? Wow. (laughs) So growing up together, being two years and not Mm -hmm. too far apart, um, tell us a little bit about what it was like, not just the throwing down the seat part, but the chuckles part, the fun part about going together in the car. Um, (laughs) Like, I mean... The fun parts were when we were both sleeping. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> it's really like either one of us or both of us were sleeping. Um, like, uh, I guess the best parts of all the road trips were always just getting to the destination because we were always going to see other family. So we would get there and we would see all of our loved ones. And we'd be like, oh, oh, this is great for like three days. And we get back and it'd be like, ah, <laughs> <Right>. you again. <laughs> like just, I But you know. played the games, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You had mentioned the games and, and I know I've been traveling a bit with young children and, you know, these games are like never, they, they're classic. They never go out of style. They yeah. never go out of style. So Marley, what were some of your favorite games? The no talking game. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sleeping and no talking, man. That sounds like the best. Um, yeah, I mean, on this most recent road trip we had, we decided to play a game where we would go in order and we had to name a food that we would bring in a picnic and it, we would have to go in alphabetical order. And my mother did not appreciate it. it I'm was, not good at that game. <laughs> it was within like the first two hours of our road trip. And we were like, yeah, let's play a game. And she just <laughs> count me out. Yeah. She's like, you I just didn't want to do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I like to introduce questionable items to the list. So uh, it's it always immediately becomes a judgment call and oh, a debate. No. Right. The bring judges in, don't yeah. necessarily if you if you're A, for instance, and you want to bring an anteater to the picnic, you have to get that past the judges because everybody knows ants love a picnic. So bringing an anteater to your picnic makes perfect sense to me, but you have to get it past the judges. Gotcha. Yeah. So it really becomes a family affair. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're all in Absolutely. this car together. Yeah. Everything, for a very everything long has time. to be litigated. It yeah. has to be litigated. Absolutely. I love that. So when you when you went on this 
past epic road trip, the one you just went on this year. Tell me a little bit about what it was like as you were first starting to think about doing that. Well, we do a family rebellion with our um, Western Cass's direct family, his his sisters and mother, um, every other year. And we head up and do this kind of driving. And uh, so it was on the books. This was his sister's turn in California. And uh, we kept debating about whether we were actually going to fly this year. And it came down to it. And I said, you know we're driving. Just own it. You know we're driving. And uh, <laughs> we had just found this car for MJ, this uh, Subaru Legacy that had been wrecked and parked in my neighbor's driveway for five years. And I kept looking at it going, I wonder how wrecked it really, really is. And I asked Cass to get in touch with him and just check it out and see if they were interested in getting rid of it because it wasn't doing anything but taking up space in the driveway. And um, he put a new battery in it and ran it up the hill to the dealership he works at and they checked it out and they said this is actually a really good little car and it just needed a little bit of body work and Cass and I worked on it and cleaned it up from MJ and yeah because I was on a school trip right and when I got back I was at TSA right yeah which is the the uh technical competition where I wrote the children's story right yeah I went to a competition uh, for a children's pop-up book. I didn't place, but it was still, you know, a fun adventure to see oh, how yeah. far I got. But um, by the time I got back, I had a car, <laughs> which wow. I wasn't expecting. I love that. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to hear more about that car and how it got you to California. Yeah. The route you took and why you went the way you did and... All of that cool stuff. Well, thank you, all of you, for being here in the studio today. This is so much fun. I feel like I'm ready to get a VW Bug again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. This football season, Speaking of Travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist, and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow, in a walkable community or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars 
Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. And remember this, too. You can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, anywhere in the whole wide world, what about right here in the U.S. of A. in your VW or, (laughs) in this case, your, what was it, a Subaru Subaru. Legacy? Yep, Yep. Subaru Legacy. Got you. So you got that car all cleaned up. Cindy and Marley and Cass are here in the studio. You got that car all cleaned up. You're on your way. You're you're going to California. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what it was like. Like when you did you sit down as a family and chart the map? What was going through your your head at that point? Well, um, we got the car. It looked like there wasn't nearly the extensive damage that yeah. you know on its face that that uh, would have kept us from the trip. And the more we thought about all going together, the more it occurred to me that MJ's going to be a senior next year. Her next summer is going to be her time, so this could have been, you know, perhaps the last family road trip altogether. And then um, a brand new event is we had a third driver, right? (laughs) Because it's her car. It's going to be a lot easier. And and it's a cross-country car. And um, it was in the back of my mind, but it really didn't hit home um, how empowering this is for a young lady. Um, she's clearly very responsible. She's clearly very uh, um, forthright and on her game and, and takes things head on. And and in a challenge like this, she she was just licking her chops for. Her. And uh, <laughs> she did a know, great job. She did a great job. We Thank each you. we each tried to do uh, six hour shifts. You did. You did a lot of it, though. Because well, you just when once you sit down in that chair, you're you're going. I told you it's genetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it never it never ends. Yeah, no. just feels not like until home. I'm out of gas. Am I right? Relinquishing yeah. the drivers. so. How did you decide how? I mean, there are a lot of different ways to get to California. Yeah. Our Route destination 40. was uh, just west of L.A. Yeah. Um, so forty was basically the straight shot, mm-hmm. and it's right outside our door. Yep. Exactly. Yes, it is. So you actually get on the highway and you just end out there. Yep. And it's also 66 once you get past Oklahoma, the old Route 66. And, uh, you know, I guess when the kids were little and all the Cars movies were coming out, they <laughs> we had to listen to that soundtrack a lot. <laughs> That's, and that was the first song we listened to on yep. that road trip, too. <laughs> was the, the Chuck Berry tune about Route 66 and all the towns you have to go through. And, boy, we counted them all down. Yeah. I the love whole way. that. And you were taking, you know, Cindy, I want to I want to just mention here is a, a very accomplished uh, professional photographer. And I know that you were posting a lot of the pictures on on the route and they were fabulous. Oh, thanks. I um I really enjoy photography in all of its shapes. And I do a lot of it around town. I freelance a lot with Mountain Express and uh, and I have a couple of shows that are up right now, one at West End Bakery. But um, when I. When we started together, Cass and I, on our, our relationship road <laughs> in that Beetle, that was the best part for me was uh, all the old pictures that I took along the way with the 
we had a sack full of disposable cameras. And I would just, every stop we'd take, I'd go get another one and I'd go get another one. And I think we had to save up for two years to develop them all when we finally got back from in 96. So um, it was great to have a big camera with me and just be able to um, shoot up whatever I want. Well, as long as the car stopped <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. Cass, Cass is always very sensitive to my, oh, look, <laughs> moment in the car. And he'll sometimes build in a couple extra seconds for me to jump out. And Have you ever thought about doing like a comparison of the old trips and your new photography and putting it all together like in some kind of scrapbook or something? That would be really cool. Um, yeah, that's a great idea, actually. I'd like to do I'd like to do something like that. You could do a whole show. You know, kind of a uh, timeline That's of true. family road tripping. Well, yeah, we've got great documentation. I definitely have it all in the box somewhere. Exactly. That's always the case, right? <laughs> well, and that would be interesting to take a, a step back and look at, you know, objectively now. Because for me, my overriding experience or, or memory of these trips are if and when and for how long the vehicle failed. <laughs> right. right. Well, with the bug, for sure. That was always um, the concern. And we spent a lot of time in KOA campgrounds rebuilding the engine on a picnic table and then putting it all back together and uh, hoping we didn't drop a washer down an intake manifold or something. We which, did that, actually. Which happened once. We, oh, yeah. we did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a new engine in Boise, name. Idaho. Boise. Boise, right. So Cass was being working on cars, something that you just that was part of your background. No, no not really, not, not really. really. It became it became necessity and part of other than um, the the fact that Cindy's fabulously attractive and has a wonderful personality. I was excited to know her because she knew how to work on cars. Oh, because right, so that was a nice. I'm able to diagnose most of your problems with listening. But I'm I'm certainly not qualified anymore. Ever since cars got brains and computers, I'm just as hopeless as the next person on the highway, I guess. I do know how to change a tire. Oh, good. So what do you think, Cass, is the allure of that VW, that Beetle? Why do you think oh. people love it so much and have this love affair with it? Well, I, I haven't run across anybody who didn't love this car. And as I told you, I get looks everywhere and, and I'm inured to it because it, I just forget I'm in the clown car. But um, as I said, it's black and white. So it transcends race. It transcends age. Everybody has a bug story, it seems. Um, and it, it, some, some days it was hard to get around and just get my errands done because I would just get waylaid by people that said, where did you get that? Do you want to sell that? Do you know, do you want to hear about mine? And I have parts or my granddaddy had bought one for, you know, $1,200 and a cow. Or we, we're very <laughs> used to finding notes on the windshield saying, if you ever want to sell it. Yeah. You know, they, it's, it's always, uh, we, yeah, I've never had a car get so many love notes stuck under the windshield wiper as that beetle does. It, it's got a personality all of its own. It doesn't. So um, when you say working on cars, I've, I've got to qualify that because it's a bug, you know? Yeah. If it if it's really starts to act up, you throw another squirrel in the back and hope <laughs> for the best. <laughs> it's something that is, like you said, it has crossed over uh, 
politics and religion and and everything. And it's this little, you know, I saw this great advertisement recently that was like a historical uh look at VW Bugs and it showed like every year what was the first year? Do you 1951 know? would have been the first commercial production year and they went all the way until 19, well they were still being made in Mexico but 1978 was the last production year for German So Volkswagen. it showed like every year and mm-hmm. they all looked exactly the same. <laughs> Very largely, yeah. Just different colors, yeah. but and, pretty and much you could the plug exact and play same parts. And Cindy mentioned I work in a dealership now, and um, it it bothers me that from one model year to the next, they can't even keep the same headlight, right? But this was the people's car, and uh, when it was introduced to the market, it was introduced at an affordable price, and then um, they just ran forever. So. Uh, everybody's got a story about them, and and they they have the zeitgeist, I suppose. You know? Well, they're everywhere, too. It seems like when you're paying attention, all of a sudden, there's another one, and oh, there's sure. another one, and oh, there's another one. That's exactly what we're finding with the Subaru, especially here in yeah. the mountains. Everywhere yeah. we okay. look, there's Subarus. Even my dad told me the the first like week I got here, he was like, you're going to put a lot of stickers on that car to know it's yours. Oh, my gosh. Be so many. <laughs> and I've seen, like, at least, I've seen, I've only seen one that was the exact same model year, everything. I've seen one identical, but every everywhere else I've been seeing Outbacks and everything that's, like, kind of close, but not really. But um, they, they look really similar. Well, you guys are in on the brands, I can tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit more, Cindy, with you about your photography because, uh, like the VWs, it seems everywhere I look now, I see your name. So I want to find out more about that and how you ended up in California, how much time you spent, and the trip back. You so thank it. you guys for being in the studio sure. today. This is so much fun. And this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. This football season, speaking of travel, is joining the tailgating celebration, featuring the food, drinks, and colorful characters that gather in college stadium parking lots on game days. Our good friend, veteran journalist, and author Doc Lawrence will be sharing the flavors and aromas that make this so much fun during the fall. You can be sure that Doc will have celebrities and restaurant recommendations. You can tune in each week through December for all the fun right here on Speaking of Travel. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. 
Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty, and they've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Well, I'm here in the studio today with Cindy and Marley and Cass. And Marley, what is this nickname? M- MJ. MJ. Yeah. And that's. Marley Joy. Name? Yeah, Marley Joy. Oh, Joy. I love that. And what's Harmony's middle name? Hope. Hope. Oh, Hope and Joy. Look at you guys. <laughs> People after my own heart. I'll tell you what. So this has been so much fun talking to you about these road trips. And, you know, like I said, I interview a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people. And those childhood road trips, you know, going with the family in the car, they just kind of set off that memory of... You know, you look back years later, and Marley, you and and your sister will look back, too, and and you'll remember that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there might have been squabbles and fights and feeling like, oh, we just want to get there. But then on the other hand, you're going to feel really kind of soft and squishy thinking, oh, yeah, we all did that, and it was fun. For sure. Right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. She's been known to ask for another road trip. Once right. Shouldn't we be going somewhere soon? Well, let's talk a little bit bored. about th- this one that you just came back, because I love the way that you kind of divvied up and gave Marley this responsibility of driving the family. I mean, yeah. that's a huge responsibility that you've got this precious cargo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that like for you? How did that feel? Um, I didn't, you know, I guess it just didn't really feel like that kind of pressure. Um, there was a moment... Everyone was asleep, and it was only me driving. And there was a huge semi truck that was like right on my tail, and I was like, "You, you best back off, back off! I got, I got people in here, back off!" And we had a uh, like a not a tarp, it was like um, what was it? it was like a, a luggage carrier, a yeah, a luggage carrier, yeah. It was on top of our roof, and it was strapped down, uh, but the the straps weren't like a hundred percent like they were all secure, but um, they weren't tight, so there'd be oh right constantly and flapping from the tarp. Was it? We were we were on our way there, and we're in the middle of Texas, and my mom had had enough, and so I had to pull over, and we pulled off of I forty. Uh, to this random exit, and we pulled off onto the side of the road, and then we we tried to secure it, and then it came right back loose, and I had to get off at another exit, and I was just like, "We got it! Come on, we gotta go! We got." But then we, we went through a be. really big storm, and yeah. it was a good thing we had that tarp sealed down because well, we everybody's went... stuff got sick, was dry except for mine. Well, yeah, um, that's okay. Uh, that was yeah, but yeah. So what happened <laughs> when the big semi was on the back of your? Uh, it was like just tailing you. Did you finally uh, it was just settle really, down a little bit with it? I mean, did it I, go on the other side? Not even. It was just like for like an hour. Ugh. It was just head to head, and then so I would I would be going like ninety, and it would be right on my tail, and I was like, back up! Oh my goodness! <laughs> and um, then I got because I was in the left lane the entire time, and then I got in the right lane, and I let it kind of speed up, and then it decided it was going to go sixty. In a 75, and I was like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of this. And then I did it again, and I passed him, and then he was right there again, and I was like, 
decide, please, please decide what you're going to do because I'm I'm tired of this. It's Welcome not fun. to the road. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> probably a good thing you guys are all sleeping. I'm really yeah, glad I slept through that. <laughs> exactly. So when you finally you get to California, how long? What kind of timing did you make? Oh, we, we were in California for three days, seventy-two hours in California. Uh, what fifty hours there and about sixty hours back? Yeah, we figured yeah. seventy-two hours on the West Coast, and then about give or take one hundred and twenty to do it. Oh my! And we, we had a week, so um, we—that's the amount of time you got. Yeah, yeah. you had. Yeah. Yeah. You made it work. That's what we had. Yep. Yeah. And and on this car that uh, we could just tell was going to be a cross-country car. Wow! Yeah. And it did not complain. So let me ask you, because I know, Cindy, I want to talk to you a little about your photography. And and I know that, um, wow, when I woke up that morning and I was looking at, you know, posts and suddenly there were your sunset, sunrise pictures at the Grand Canyon. That's right. Tell us a little bit about how that unfolded. Oh, well, we we realized on the way in and we as we were driving into California through the Mojave Desert that we did not want to come back during the daytime. It was way too hot, 115 degrees on the floor of the desert there. So uh, when we left California, the, we took off in the evening so we could drive through the desert at night, which wasn't, I mean, it was like 103 instead of 115. So that was better. Still feels like you're sitting in an oven. Yeah. Um, Especially because we ran my AC out. Yeah. The, the AC failed on the car. Because... <laughs> Well, on the way there, um, we were we had it blasting the entire time because, as like like you said, it was 115, but we were also going like 90 miles an hour, so everything's working. The car didn't complain at all. It's just the AC decided to. I guess we ran out of coolant yeah, to stop. But uh, so, uh, Cass said after doing some road math that uh, he thought we might be able to get to the Grand Canyon by dawn if we played our cards right, and then he drove. From, I guess, midnight till four in the morning mm-hmm. to get us to the Grand Canyon right before sunrise. And that was a great way to start to the day. And uh, yeah. then he went to the back of the car and fell asleep. And I drove to Texas. <laughs> wow. And well, you took some beautiful photos. Oh, I, that was the best part was, uh, you know, watching the sun come up over the canyon rim. The colors were just amazing. And if you're going to build in some time, that's the time to be there. It's really just an amazing part of the day. And it sounds so much better to say, we saw the sunrise in the Grand Canyon then. We spent 45 minutes at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. And we then to have most something to show for yeah, it, it that really... is such a keepsake. Oh, um, yeah. The pictures came out. I was really happy with them. We did so some... there's another show you could do, Cindy. You could do just a show about this road trip I, and, and put it up someplace and let people get inspired. I need you to be my PR representative. I think I might have to talk to you because okay. I love seeing your photography and, and the way that you're able to capture these images of light and people in natural settings being themselves, <laughs> candid photos. That's definitely something I, I really love is is showing the person I know, not just the person you see. Um, that's that's a big motivating part of my photos and my portraits especially. Yeah. So being able to, to combine being on the road, traveling with your family, you know, capturing those incredible moments that will never happen again. Yep. Once in a lifetime shots every time you get up. Every single time. And then being there. And what is this, your family rebellion? <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> generally we get along really, really well. Uh, my family, my, I have two sisters, and they have kids, and, and my mom. But my mom's a realist and, and told me long ago that, uh, you know, I guess we were on the fourth day of, of an encounter, and she just looked at me and said, Cass, fish and family. After about three days, it just starts to stink. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah. So we have two every other year. We get together for three days, mm-hmm. and we love on each other about as much as we can stand. And then and we all it. spread back out across the country to wherever we came from. And and there there isn't an expectation that we're going to get along every minute of every day. So it takes some of the pressure off. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we can just get that out of the way. Hey, you remember that time? All right, we're done with that. We're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you can, you've can you incorporated that into your own family dynamic with your two girls and and your dogs sure. and the way that you live your life. Sure. And it's all one big conflict resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but goodness. that teaches responsibility, right, Marley? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it teaches. <laughs> that's exactly what it teaches. Yeah, sure. You were talking about, let's do it again. Yeah. You think that's going to happen? Well, uh, it could happen, but I think Marley's probably planning on flying on her own next time and going a little more solo with uh, well, some cousins that live out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a plan. I have to start. Well, what I kind of wanted to do on this trip is I wanted to also look at colleges that I could go to because... This was the summer that I had to do that, and I wasn't able to because of our um, our uh, time limit, you know. Uh, but it was still fun, and it was still a really good experience, and I'm glad we got to do it. I don't, I don't regret it at all. Well, you know what? Sometime in the future, mm-hmm. I'm going to have you, Marley, back on my show, <laughs> and you're going to tell me where you went from here, what it was like going out on that college circuit by yourself— and and how travel for you growing up has impacted these choices that you're going to make as you move forward. I'm looking forward it's to that. It's going to be really fun to see how that unfolds. Well, Cindy and Marley and Cass, thank you all so much for being here today. Thanks it for brought us. up a lot of memories for me, good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for everybody, there's a sense of um, you know this is this is what we do. This is good, wholesome family fun. Right? That's right. Sure. Take and we're all in it together. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. And I just, I, I can't wait to see the, your, your photo shows, Cindy. You're going to have to put those together for oh, you, and Marilyn. tell us, how can we look at your photos? Oh, uh, well, I have regular photos up at my website, www.clicksphotography.net. And that's C-L-I-C-K-S. That all together. Yep. Clickphotography.net. That's me. Well, we're going to go there. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been really a lot of fun. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. You know what? This week, go out and start taking a little road trip. Just go a couple hours and see what it's like. And remember, don't postpone joy. Whoa.